Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week, been saying that for two years, but you know what, next couple of weeks, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back in studio and uh, looking forward to that. Our special guest this week, I've known him a long time, and I've uh, been a big fan of Aaron Womack, and, and I'll tell you one of my favorite Womack stories, right? Just to start, before I even bring him on, I was at Heritage Christian, I believe he was at Martin Luther, I believe, yes? Yes, indeed. And we were at, uh, we were at a seating meeting, and a few days prior to that, I was on the, on the big show with Gary and Sparky, and and we were talking about Jerry Pettigrew, and this is years ago, when, when WI went to five divisions, and I said Pettigrew had a lot to do with that. Well, he called in, and, and we got in some issues, and people kept saying, man, you poked the bear on that. Well, then we go down to the CD meeting, and Chuck Freeman's doing my, my high school show, so I'm going to get in that meeting, get in and out, and get back here. And, and Bob Letch from St. Catharines, right at the end of this, started talking about the interview with Pettigrew. And there were three or four people in that room that were big Jerry fans, as I am. But they came at me pretty hard. And Coach Womack said, hey, man, I'm going to walk you to your car because I don't think you're getting out of here alive. <laughs> and he kind of protected me. And he said, enough. Now, you guys be quiet over there. Come on, Coach, let's go. And I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Aaron, I might still be in receipt somewhere. Our special guest the entire hour. Basketball player, basketball coach, and author. And we're going to talk a lot about that part of his uh, his life. New book has just come out, Faith Without Hustle is Dead. Our guest, Aaron Womack Jr. Aaron, how you doing? Big time, Mike McGiver. I'm doing well. Thanks for hey, having Trey. me here, man. How's it going, man? Good, man. I, I still owe you money for my for being my security that day. Man, Co- do you remember Coach Letch? He yeah. threw the bomb and he sat in the corner laughing. I think it was at the Prairie School. It was yeah, at the, it was Prairie, the Prairie School. School. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, man, you know what, Lance? Look, there were some people, and now the head coach, uh, boys coach St. Francis, um, you know, big fan, and I am too. I, I love Jerry Pettigrew. Yeah. It, we had a little bit of an issue, yeah. and I and I talked about it on the radio, and, and he didn't like that so much. Well, they were the Al, Al Capone of the days, you know, the time was. I, I love them old gangster movies and everything, man. man the, so, those, know, the people Godfather Al Pacino oh, and Robert I, I De Niro. I didn't kiss the ring, man. Yeah. I didn't kiss the ring. You know, and it was uh, – Jerry and I, we talk a lot now, and and uh, Lance and I talk. In fact, I saw him a couple months ago over at South Milwaukee, and and uh, he's at South Milwaukee, not St. Yeah. Francis, South Milwaukee. Yeah. And it was really good to to, to see him, and and uh, he's over it. He doesn't bring it up anymore. <laughs> hey, Coach, how are things going for you, man? I'm, you know, I follow you on, on a couple of different things. The uh, the being retired part yes. um, is is a good thing for you. It is a good thing for me. You know what, what I want to do. I, I you know. I, I thought I would never retire from uh, Milwaukee Public Schools. I can go until I'm 60, 65, 70. Because for me, it was all about, you know, serving kids. And then uh, the Lord, he can kind of touch you and tap you in whatever way. And there are different ways to serve. And I just really, I couldn't serve the way I wanted to serve. 
Uh, and it's not, you know, talk about, you know, NPS or any public school, but I just couldn't serve the way I wanted to serve in that capacity because I'll, I'll be taken away from my job. My job, I, I serve kids, but I still have a job to do. You know, there's other entities of it. Right. And I found myself stealing from NPS, really. So I was like, well, I, I can't keep doing this. So I said, Lord willing, I, I can step back and then get into what I really want to do. Hey, Coach, can I ask you, when when you were a, let's say a junior in high school, uh-huh. if I went to your teacher's, at Brown Deer, right? Right, Brown Deer High School. And I said, hey, listen, um, that young man is going to be a author of a couple of books when he gets older. <laughs> what would they have said? They'd probably still be laughing now. You know, I graduated <laughs> in 85. We went to him in 84. They'd be, still be laughing now. You know, uh, I had that syndrome where I had two older sisters. They were twins, and they had always, you know, good grades. So when I come into the Ram and they see Womack, Oh, I had your sisters, and they were excellent. I'm, I'm sure you will be. Like, mm, man, no, you know. And it was funny because my mom used to say I was the, cl- I had the cleanest room. I had the best grades up to around maybe I don't know fourth grade or so, something like that. And um, so I don't know what happened, you know, the turn of it. But uh, uh, and that's part of my my books is that uh, I didn't put in the work that I should have put in when I was younger. I, I, I didn't I didn't work hard. I just got by. I, I was I was smart enough. I guess you can call it smart enough to I can just walk in and 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 cruise with a C. If I wanted an A, I can go get the A, but I didn't want to go get the A. You know, where some people had to put in hours to try to get that good grade, I can just do it on a whim. So I, I was able to just get by. I just wanted enough to stay eligible, you know. Yeah. So they wouldn't they wouldn't have thought that. Hey, when when that part of, of your life, how much are you able to share that part with with kids in our community now? Cause I mm-hmm. the same for me, it was like, you know, guys, you're you're just getting by when you're not putting any time in, and if you want to play mm-hmm. at the next level, yep. if you want to, and not even play, if you want to go to college, um, you, you need to giddy up. And, and they always just kind of looked at me mm-hmm. and rolled my eyes a yeah. little bit like the old white guy didn't know what he's talking about <laughs> type stuff. But then they come back 10 years later yep. and say, mm-hmm. Coach, I, I wish I would have listened to you because yep. my path was so much harder. And I tell them, you know Markel Thompson? Yes, indeed. I, I tell Markel Thompson told me this one time. He said, Coach, if I had to do it all yeah. over again, my freshman year at Dominican, yeah. I would have had wire room glasses and a pocket protector, yeah. and I would not have looked at all these girls, and I would have <laughs> taken care of my business. And I said, why? He said, have you ever been to a junior college in Mississippi? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. He goes, it stinks, Coach. Yeah. It's bad. He said, I got through it in a year and a half. He said, but if I would have taken care of my grades, right. I look, he ended up going to Florida, right? Right. Playing, and he said, I, I, I could have gone to Wisconsin yeah. and played tight end there, but I didn't take care of my business. And he said, Coach, I want you to tell as many people as you can that story because going to that junior college Man. was not fun. No, it wasn't. And, and I had the same story. You know, I just didn't put the work in and I didn't even know about work. I, I wish I had people, you know, knock me upside my head when I was a little younger. And, I, and I, that's the kind of some of the stories I talk about it, even in my first book, Birth in a Dream, that uh, I didn't learn to work until my senior year. Uh, my my last year, and I started to almost put the work in. Last my, my senior, I, basically, I made the teams because I was tall, and I I had to play JV my junior year, and I was still coming off the bench, and I'm not really playing. And then my senior year, uh, when I start maybe around December, when I start putting in work, doing push-ups and things like that. Then uh, I remember sitting in one of the games, sitting on the bench, and one of my friends kind of said, "Hey, put Aaron in," you know, kind of nudging the coach, uh, Mike Novak, Steve Novak's sure. dad, you yeah. know, and he gets a kick out of this too, but. Uh, Finally, he got tired of him nudging him, saying, why don't you play Aaron? He looked at him and said, he's not playing because I want to win. And it's like, ooh, that, wow. ooh, That sticks with you, doesn't it? It does, it does. So from there, I said, okay, I'm putting in the work. And it was almost too late. I did get uh, lucky or blessed to receive a, a scholarship at Parkside and then went to a JUCO myself in Montana. But, yeah, if I had to put that work in, a whole lot earlier things would have been different. You know, it's interesting, um, and you you brought up birthing a dream, how to achieve your dreams. Uh, from conception to birth, mm-hmm. you you talked about um, in that about a high school teacher, uh, Miss Zurich, that developed mm-hmm. your passion for writing and storytelling. Yeah. And I look, I read that and I just started smiling because I, Coach, I don't know if people go back to some of the lessons yeah. um, that we were taught in grade school and high school, mm-hmm. and and for you to put that in, I hope that that she saw that. Oh yeah. My my wife became the uh, principal at uh, Brown Deer uh, Middle High School, and then I was talked to about Miss Zirk, and she was still around, and she kind of told her uh, again. I've been like a days ago, and she had uh, had to write, and then we had to act out one of the things we wrote, and um, I won a contest, you know, acting it out, 
And then I told a story in a different way. And then we had to like put endings to story, you know, or we had to put a beginning to stories that, that we were reading. And uh, I, I won, you know, so it kind of put a passion in me. So the classes, uh, there were two classes I, that I did well in, her class and then Mr. Carpenter's class. He was a, a football coach. And when you came to his class, after every test, he you had you stand up and then you sit according to your grade. So there was no playing around. Hey, what oh, you got? Man. I got eight. No, you sat in that last seat. So I had to study and oh. be ready for his class. Of course, you couldn't do that nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Can you can't no, no. But well, his class, you would sit according to that. So I bust my tail in his class and Miss Zuri's class. One because I was fear, and one because there was love. Yeah, boy, I look. I I went to Catholic. <laughs> Right, went to St. Peter and Paul. I went to Tech as a freshman, didn't do well there. Went to Mesmer, and you know those nuns. Yeah. And, and I'm old that the nuns had the habits on, and and you know what they um they would do that. Yes, had, had any of them thought yeah. that? And yeah. I would have been sitting in the back right. row like for the entire right. year. I, right. I would think. Um, but that that's really good for him. Yeah. You know what that that would make me want to compete yeah. as well. Yeah. Hey, when um. When you said, look, I, I was one of the taller ones, did that give you, um, it, obviously it gave you an advantage mm -hmm. to get looked at and be able to play at the next level. But when you were going through it and playing JV as a junior year, mm -hmm. that didn't get you going? It still didn't get me going because I was thought there was somebody else's fault. There's all some coach didn't like me. Somebody else's fault, coach didn't like me. And so coming out of my junior year, going into my senior year, I said to my mom, I said, I want to transfer. I had a cousin that was at Bradley Tech. And I had a cousin going there, and I said, Mom, I want to transfer to Bradley Tech. He said, why? Because the coach don't like me. They don't like me there. Um, I, I want to go to Tech. And my mom, here's my mom, my my mom, devout Christian, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, reading scriptures, uh, always going, doing church thing. Mom from the deep south of Jackson, Tennessee. She said, son, um, the reason you're not playing, because she told me I can do be anything I wanted to be and do anything. She said, the reason you're not playing because you suck. Now get your butt to work. And you're gonna try you ain't even playing at Brown Deer and you're gonna transfer to tech who just won steak. Are you for real? So she bought me some weights, got me a membership to the to the Y, and she said, I, I do these things when I wanna when I see your passion for it. So it kind of that kind of like it didn't really like spark me right away, but it kind of like lit a little flame and then I started turning up heat uh, about the second semester of my senior year. Is your year. mom still with us? She is. She's in what? Atlanta. Both my parents retired and live in a, uh, in Atlanta ATL. Yes, she what, did. what is your mom's name? Joe Helen Womack, J O E. H E L L E N. Joe <laughs> Helen. Yeah. Joe Helen. Look, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that you're hearing this, but man, you know what? Again, similar to what what his teacher, you know how how they impacted yep. his life. Think about this: how long ago that was, yep. and you saying, "Look, the reason you're not playing is you suck." The honesty is just magnificent. Right. And you know what? I don't know as, as parents um, in our community nowadays, if parents will be that right, honest with right, their kids. Right. Um, and you know, you're still coaching. Yeah. You hear stuff from the yeah, crowd like, yeah. you know, my how come my son is, well, your son's not playing because he's yeah. missed two practices right. and he doesn't defend, right. but they don't, a lot of yeah. parents don't want to hear that. Hey, you're still, uh, the, the, the passion for coaching, uh, you're coaching your son, yeah. and I'm hearing nothing but, look, I've met him a couple times, <laughs> coach. He really sprouted up since the yeah, last time. Yes. And he still looked me right in the eye, shook my hand like a man, and said, how you doing, Coach? Good to yeah. see you. Um, man, he's he's a good kid, huh? Yeah, he's a good kid. You know, I was surprised that, you know, he's going to Dominican where, where you coached. Uh, yep. um, coming out of middle school, um, he had a couple of different options for school. And um, and uh, he said to me one day, I was trying to decide what schools. He said, I want to play for, for show. He coached show because he grew up when I was uh, helping out at Germantown. Yeah. So he, he's been there since four or five years old. So he grew up knowing show. And I looked at him and said, I don't think you want to. <laughs> Showy's tough. <laughs> you grew up suburban, man. You, I'm like, well, he said he want to play for Showy, and and uh, and Showy was uh, uh, coach uh, Steve Showalter. I've been friends for thirty some years. Um, so the school that he was coaching at, um, they didn't have a lot of talent there. They were just starting basketball. Yep. So we visited the school good academically, and then uh, he ended up coming over to Dominican. And uh, so we took a look at that, and I was like, are you sure you want to play for Showy? <laughs> He's tough, and. Uh, but uh, he, exactly what he needed. So, uh, but now at the end of the school year, I said, "Was it everything that you expect?" He said, "I didn't know it was that tough, Dad." Wrong, but did, but he he made him though. Does he work harder at his age than you did at that? Oh, age? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and I, that's what I want to instill him. I said, "Man, I, I didn't think. I thought maybe you would play JV, uh, or maybe start as a freshman. I just didn't think that you had the work ethic for it." And uh, I said, "Man, you 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 you're not as talented as I, as I was at that age, but you certainly work a whole lot harder." And then I, that's what really surprised me. 
And even my wife said, and then I work with my son and I train him and everything. But my wife said, yeah, sure. It's really brought it out of him. I'm like, what about <laughs> hold me? On, hold on. But, uh, Good for her. She said you can Man. throw him in the fire, and you, he has, though. You've had women your whole life really honest <laughs> I know. You. Can you believe that? He is, he is Aaron Womack. <laughs> he is our guest for the entire hour. And, look, I, I've been a fan of his. I've been a friend of his. And uh, I, I just feel really blessed that he, uh, he is here with us for Faith in the Zone and uh, but we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to ask Aaron for his testimony as we do mm-hmm. second segment. As we're talking to Aaron, there's a couple of ways that that I'm going to ask you this this new book. Um, we're going to talk about that in third segment. Faith without hustle is dead. Go to this website in ourearlyllc.com. One word in ourearlyllc.com is where you're going to want to go. His podcasts are there, and and I started listening to it. I listened to the whole Tim Van Voren one and, and <laughs> caught a couple minutes with a few other ones. It's really, really good. It's entertaining, and you learn a lot, and I, I'm a big fan of it. And it's now I, – I just – I have it on my phone, to be honest with you. An ourearlyllc.com, and pick up that book, Faith Without Hustle is Dead, and we'll talk to him about the book in the third segment, his testimony on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on 1258. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I am the fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Our guest for the entire hour is Aaron Womack, Jr., and uh, if you don't know Aaron, uh, you have not been in the gym. Because if you've been in the gym, you know Aaron. Um, he is a dedicated basketball coach now over at Whitefish Bay Dominican. He is an author, and I, I'm going to ask you again, an ourearlyllc.com. You know, go there. There's a number of things that Aaron's doing. He's a motivational speaker. He is a, a life coach is what I would call him. He's written this book. He's doing a lot of really good things for the city. Before we get into your testimony, Aaron, we had talked during the break about a program that you guys are going to be doing um, with Voices of the Elder, mm-hmm. and it's called Rise. Can yeah. you talk just a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Uh, Errol Ingram started a program with doing volunteer work, trying to uh, help kids and get them from stealing cars in the Milwaukee area. Thank you. Uh, they <laughs> they call themselves the Kia Boys. They love stealing cars, enjoying riding, and this police chase, so he's trying to figure out a way to keep them from doing that. And so uh, he brought some uh, elders together, and uh, uh, I said, man, when he told me about the uh, the program, I said, I got to jump on that with you. But we were able to partner with uh, Employee Milwaukee. Um, the mayor of um, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Kevlar Johnson's on board. 
uh, NPS, Milwaukee Public Schools, kicked in some money. Basically, we're going to start with a program this summer, seven weeks, where we're going to talk with the boys and, and uh, uh, instill some lessons in them, entrepreneurial lessons, and then also pay them because we're like, uh, to keep it honest and keep it real, they, they're doing these things because they need some money in their pocket. So we're going to give them $200 from, for working, $200 a week, and $1,400 at the end of the seven weeks to try to get them uh, deterred from doing these uh, illegal things. So we're starting small, ages 10 to 15, and then we're going to have another group, 18 to 24, that's going to oversee those 10 to 15 year olds to try to get them to be mentioned. But the main thing is that we want to instill them to be of service and get service in them. And so they can get off these illegal things because uh, they're my kids and it's too many uh, run-ins and killing innocent bystanders in other cars and on streets and things like that. So we got to put our little part in. Hey, if there's anything that I or uh, anybody in this building and you know, you know, promise yeah. and GA, yes, um, yes, Gary Ellerson. Oh, by the yeah. way, Ellerson told me to tell you that he owned you. He owned you on the courts of Menominee Falls. <laughs> he, he didn't say, oh, he said owned. Him and Stills took you and mm-hmm. Show Walter and okay. KJ and just, he said, man, we own them. And I said, I can't lie on yeah, faith in the zone. Right, he said, there's right. no lying there. So I, but, I don't know when he owned us because uh, you talk about on the courts of Menominee Falls, there was a summer league and then we won 101 games in a row. So I don't know when he honed us. And then there was a fall league that we won like three, four years in a row as well. So I'm not quite sure when he owned us or when, when it came about. But that's fine. Yeah, you know. that's all right. You know, as we get older, we forget things. Yes, we and, do. You know, that's what he's done. But if there's anything that I or anybody in this yeah. building that I can – I can help with that. I think that's a great program, and and you know I I hope that you can get kids to stop yeah, stealing cars. Yeah, yes, indeed. You know we've I, my wife and I have lived in the city of Milwaukee <laughs> our entire lives, yeah. and. We do. We, we drive Hyundai's. Yeah, not yeah. great. Right. Not great, man. They've, but they'll uh, steal that. They steal that. Four, oh. four times in five wow. months, her car wow. got broken into. Wow. And um, I tell people, Milwaukee's always been my girlfriend, and I'm not sure my girlfriend yeah. likes me much anymore. Right. And do programs like this, yep. if right. if you can if you can make an impact on those kids, coach, I'm not kidding. Yeah. If there's anything that you right. need from me or somebody here in the building that they'd be willing to do, please let us know. We're certainly going to reach out. And we're targeting males, the ages 10 to 15. So we're targeting males and reaching out to that first. So if you have a male that fit that category, we want to reach out to not just Milwaukee public school kids, but kids that live in in Milwaukee. But if you have a kid that could fit that description outside of Milwaukee, uh, we won't won't turn you away. So you can contact me through that website in ourearlyllc.com or have them go to Employ Milwaukee. Uh, and register uh, for employee, but then also contact me, and I'll have their names pulled so they can be in our program um, for that. So, yeah, we're reaching, trying to reach males 10 to 15. And ourearlyllc.com. Yes, indeed. Um, tell Earl Ingram I say hi, I certainly way. will. Yeah, I, I told him will. one time, I said, I listen to you all the time. I don't agree with anything you say, <laughs> but I got to listen to right. what the other side says. Exactly. He said, exactly. I don't care why you listen, you keep Just listening. Listen. listen. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. Talk about somebody, too, that gives back to the community. Yeah. That football program he ran. Oh, I don't yeah, know if he's Some 20 years. Uh, yeah. He's not doing it anymore, no. but just some 20 years. Yeah, he yeah, did it. Him. So now he's doing this this part here, so. Man, yeah, yeah I, I would, uh, yeah, if he, if you guys need anything from me personally, please Appreciate let me know. Appreciate Aaron, it. my favorite part of Faith in the Zone is always segment two uh-huh. because it, it, everybody has a story on, on when, you know, when they made mm-hmm. that decision. Yeah. And if you could share your testimony with us, I'd appreciate it. Well, yeah, and I, I, and I listen to your show, Faith in the Zone, comes on twice in the morning and at night, and uh, I love some of your guests you have on there. So, and I always thought about, well, uh, if I'm on that show one time, I'm be ready. And then it just now that I'm on the show, I don't have a, like a, a single testimony. I, I know that growing up, my parents always took me to church, and we we got baptized when we were younger. And then I made a decision to baptize for myself uh, when I was 24 years old, um, coming out of college. But for me, my testimony is a couple of different things. So yes, is when I decided to get baptized at age 24. But it's also a testimony that. Um, I was drinking and shouldn't have been behind the wheel and I fell asleep behind the wheel and I woke up with the car in park pulled over to the side of the road and the car turned off. Uh, that I, I know that had to be the Lord. Uh, it's also a testimony that um, I had prostate cancer and in the process of uh, deciding whether I was going to have chemo or, or the surgery, uh, the surgery was uh, the best decision, but it had some uh, side effects. And I had, you know, I know this uh, family oriented show, but I, I could have been in, in, impotent. Yeah. And, and I said, well, I don't want, I don't want the surgery. I said, let me wait another 10, 12 years or 20 years. And the doctor said, well, you can wait, but you can also be dead. 
And so uh, I said, well, I'll take that then. And my wife hit me upside the head. So, you know, uh, going into the surgery while, while my church was praying for me to to make it through and recover and live, I said, I was praying for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But my testimony then from there, and I talk about it in the first book, is that, and also in this book, that when you pray, be specific in your prayer. Amen. It's God. It's God. Oh, I can't pray for that. Yes, you can. He's God. So it's a testimony to be specific in your prayers. And sometimes we kind of dance around prayer. No, specifically. And then my other testimony that um, uh, went in for my uh, colonoscopy. And also, um, black males need to get your prostate check at age 40, white males at uh, age 50. But you need to start doing that. And my colonoscopy. Um, there were some polyps, and it come to find out the doctor didn't secure on the polyps. So when I came home, I basically was bleeding to death. And then I, and my wife found me in the bathroom uh, laid out. And uh, uh, and so when I said uh, I was in and out of consciousness, and she's crying and calling the, the paramedics, and then I, I lost consciousness, and, and I believe I had died. And, uh, and, I, and I remember the paramedics just trying to get me up, and I was like an out-of-body experience, and I said, just let me go. Just let me go. I, I was good where I am. Just let me go. And all of a sudden, bam! And I talk about this in the book, and I got slapped. I'm like, did this white dude just slap me in my house? And it was five paramedics, and then, and then, but when I was in the ambulance, headed to the hospital, and I asked about. It, they said, well, man, there's only certain things we can do, you know, for for you here. We can't go in and, and secure a pilot. We can't, you know, we can't operate on you. But you were not fighting any longer, and we were not going to let you die on our watch if all possible. And I was like, oh, wow, that paramedic was willing to do whatever it took, even unconventional, to, to make sure I live. And so um, the other part of my testimony is that we got to do whatever it takes, even as unconventional, to to make sure that we live and, and live in, in that Christian life and tell others Amen. about it. You know, so I have a bunch of testimonies. Yeah. So, you know, just all kind of rolled up. And, and it is. And, and you know what, Aaron, and, and like literally I get teary eyed that that I, I love the fact that that guy who slapped you. Yeah. I mean, that that's, yeah. look, you're a big guy, man. And if I slap you and, and you all of a sudden come to and you stand up, it's not going to be good for me. But yeah. that he was willing yeah. to do that. Yeah. And for you saying, hey, just leave me alone. I'm yeah. good where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? God has more work come for on. you. Come on. That's what come he on. has. Come on. He's got, he's got, yep. all, he, look, yep. if that would have happened, would this, you know, would you, would exactly. there's not going to be kids that are going to be involved in this program, uh, rise program, right. yep. you know, this book, yep. your family. And look, I, yep. you, you can, I, I can normally tell when somebody's a little bit peculiar, right? Mm-hmm. As, yeah. as Christian men, yeah. we're supposed to walk a little bit. Yeah. Peculiar. Look, I've known you a long time. I've never heard you swear. I just haven't. And I'm sure that you do. You, you know that I do, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, in your presence, in David Cooks, same way. You know David? Oh, yeah, Coach I, Cooks, man. You know what? Yeah. I would I would never swear in front of him yeah. because I've never heard him swear. And he is a man of of, of really strong faith, and, and I respect that a lot. And the same with you. you. You know what? You carry yourself differently. And so when I called and asked you about coming out of faith in the zone— <laughs> Man, I knew you'd come on. You, you and Showy came over to the the Brookside Baptist yes, Church. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we're going to do that again. And oh, I thank Coach wonderful. Sid. That was wonderful. Uh, girls, Coach at St. Francis, who listens to this show every week, um, and he just is a, a really good guy and, and and working hard, you know, to walk worthy and 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 bring people to the Lord. And when I saw you there, I knew that one day I'd reach out. And then when when I started seeing all about faith without hustle is dead. <laughs> Man, it, it just the, the timing on it was was really really good. We're gonna get to a break. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and uh, man, I think I thank that guy who slapped you, Coach. Yeah. I got to be honest with <laughs> right. you. We're gonna get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to talk more about this book, and I want to talk about some of the things that you're doing mm-hmm. um, now that you're retired. I know you're not you know going and playing eighteen every day, <laughs> right, right. man. Um, making a difference in the city, of Milwaukee is is so key. Um, I'm also going to ask Aaron where he thinks that servant leadership heart came from. Mm. I've got a feeling she's down in Atlanta, yeah. but we're going to find out. <laughs> right. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shane and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest, 
Man, we have more fun during the break, I'll tell you that. He is a good man. He is Aaron Womack. Uh, do you go by Aaron Womack Jr. most of the time? <laughs> it's Aaron Womack Jr. or Aaron Jr. when I'm in trouble with my mom. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of old school heads call me A-Train. You know, newer generation don't listen to me A-Train. But, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Aaron or, or some, a lot of times it's Mr. Womack. Well, you know, A-Train, but... <laughs> hey, just so you know that that's what Gary Ellerson said. You tell A-Train I owned him. I, and I'm going to find out about that. Hey, before we get to uh, Faith Without Hustle is Dead again, where you want to go to, to find out more about this book and some of the great things Aaron's doing is some of the things that 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 he's offering. Um, and OurEarlyLLC.com, one word, A-N, OurEarlyLLC.com. And there's ways to get a hold of him. You can order the book or either of his books on that website. And, and when I say life coach, um, he's doing motivational speaking. He is doing some things, and these books. I, I and I told you something I need right now, um, <laughs> for sure, to kind of reset with where I'm at um, sales wise here at, at at Odyssey. So thank you for the book. I appreciate it. Um, the idea of writing faith without a hustle is dead. Where did that come from? Well, again, it's just me trying to reach uh, the younger generation and, and players and, and whoever, even students in my classroom, and you know. Uh, the thing, first of all, kids don't have the dream like they had. They don't have a vision, so they need to instill a dream. Um, the Bible talks about, you know, dreams come when you care and you have things you care about. And I don't want them to go down the same road of me not working hard. And so a way to get that out is to put in the book so it can reach uh, more people. Um, so that's what it came about. And to talk about and the Bible talks about faith without works is dead. And so I kind of substitute the hustle. You got to continue to grind because it also talks about that um, all work brings a profit. Now, I know you're saying that, well, just because I work hard, I'm going to guarantee to to have my hopes and dreams. No, but if you do work hard, it's going to be some sort of profit. So it won't maybe maybe you won't make the NBA or NFL, but it's going to be some profit that you learned to, to work in. You look at uh, Tim Grover, uh, um, who was um, put out there, and I talk about this in the book, that he graduated from University of Illinois, Chicago, and then he's in the Chicago area. He gave 14 letters to the Chicago Bulls organization, the players, because he wanted to work with them individually. He didn't give it to the 15th player. The 15th player was Michael Jordan. Well, no one answered it replied to his letter except the one he didn't give it to, Michael Jordan. Really? And then from there, of course, uh, you know, the rest of his history became one of the greatest trainers of all time yep. to one of the greatest uh, players. So um, it, it's just a matter of putting that work in and, and, and getting that word out to, to more people to, to reach them out. Whatever you want to do, you still have to work hard. Coach, in, in doing research and on your website, um, and I read a lot of, of stuff, and you're a really good writer, so congratulations on that. It's really compelling and Look, radio is theater of the mind, right? <laughs> you know, we tell stories on the radio, but when you're able to put it in, and I envy that because I'm not, I am not a good writer. And to to read some of your stuff, and I look forward to to reading this book. And thank you for the copy. But you said this: everything in your life is a reflection of the choices you have made. And if you want a different result, mm. make a different choice. Make a different like, choice. That, that that coach that that is so. Like it, it, it's almost like, well, why don't we think of that before right, we right, make these choices? Right. And I wish I would have read that 25 <laughs> years ago. But, you know, everything in your life is a reflection of the choices you've right. made. And if you don't want the if you want a different result, right. make a different choice. You know, when you said, look, I almost won the transfer because the coaches didn't like me. Right. <laughs> you know what? You made a different choice, yeah. right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And and for me, you know, um, some people celebrate that Christ died on the on the cross. And, and that was great, too. And then that he rose from the dead in three days. But and that's great. But what I celebrate the most is that he made a decision in the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, you know, Lord, if this be your will, take this come from me. But he made a decision to go to the cross. And so for me, it's all about decisions. And so uh, the writing of Ms. Zork made a decision on me to kind of bust my tail and, and push me forward. So for me, it was about decision and things that I have failed at and didn't have success with is because I made a decision not to go for it not to do certain things. And so when I was at Parkside, um, I decided that when I'm going to work at Brown Deer, that I'm just going to run the floor. My three, four minutes of playing time, run the floor. Well, Coach Dave Markerson saw me play. He was assistant coach at Parkside, and he gave me a chance to to come out to Parkside in my freshman year, Division II school, and I redshirted. But then this following year, they didn't have dorms there. They Then they were building dorms, but I didn't get dorms. And I said to the to the head coach, I want my dorms paid for. And I, I made a decision that, look, if I'm not going to get my dorms paid for, I'm not coming back. Well, the next school year – I basically had dropped out of school because they didn't give me dorms. And before I told my parents that, look, I dropped out of school, I get a call from a junior college coach in, in Glendive, Montana. 
he got a call from a, uh, one of my former teammates who were a year older than me talking about how you know how much better I became and he gave me a scholarship to to junior college in Glendive, Montana, sight unseen. So instead of telling my parents I dropped out of school, I told them I was going to continue my education in the great state of Montana. <laughs> you know, so decisions, decisions. So for me, that's the first entity, the first step, making the decision. Hey, when, and we talked about J.R. Blunt earlier. Yes. Um, you know, I was when I was at that wedding, I had a kid come up to me. I, in fact, his fiance came up to me and said, hey, do you have a minute? I said, yeah. He, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to this. Um, guy and, and I go, how is he doing? She yeah. said, he's going to come say hi to you. But coach, I want to tell you, he played grade school, high school, and college basketball. And do you know that you're the only coach in his life that ever told him he was a good basketball player? Oh, wow. And I said, he was really good. He was just really lazy. She was, <laughs> right. He's still lazy. <laughs> she said, but you know what, coach, um, do you remember the story of when he quit and you went to his house, took him to lunch? I said, yeah, I had to take a second mortgage out of my house to pay for that lunch. And she started laughing. She said, you said you told him that without him you would not win a state championship, wow. and he told you he doesn't even play. And you you said, look, you got to work harder. Right. But what you do to the, to our locker room is so important. Right. And she said, Coach, he's told me this story a lot, and I wanted you to know that you had a big impact on him. Wow. And so that coach, I, thank goodness, because yeah. if, if he didn't make that call or that right. kid hadn't told him about you, yeah. do you think? What would have happened? Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't probably be in school. I probably would have tried to go work at A.O. Smith with, with my dad or somewhere or something, you know. Um, so, yeah, and, and so you make decisions and guys going to make decisions as well and kind of uh, map things out, you know. It wasn't always going to be this, maybe the road that you want to go on, you know, right. certainly. But that went out to JUCO, and I needed that because there was nothing to do but go to school and, and play basketball and, and work. There was nothing out there. There was no nightlife Harley or anything. Um, so it was cold. It was even colder than Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, so, you know, so I was able to develop into a Division One player, and uh, so I, I really needed that to just have that focus. So it, it worked out well. Hey, earlier I and I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you this: Everything that that you do, Coach, and that I know of in your life, is giving back and 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 serving, and and the servant leadership heart that you have is so apparent to me, and it's been apparent for as long as I've known you. Where do you think that came from for you? Oh, my parents, you know, and I try to run from it, you know, because when we're growing up, uh, you you have some new shoes, and the next day it's, it's gone from from your bedroom because moms had give it to somebody else that needed. I uh, remember when I hit my growth spurt of six inches, uh, I grew my bed, and so the only bed that would fit was a water bed, and so I have a water bed, and then I I come home, and then the water bed is gone. Somebody needed a bed, you know. So, and my mom was always doing those type of things. Uh, I had people coming up to me and talk about how my dad was like their dad, you know. He would uh, supply food to their families and things like that. So it was my parents, and then when I got older, I kind of I'm kind of into that ram. I fought it, you know, but now I see it now. It's instilled in me. So you you have to be of service to somebody because if if you're not of service to somebody, then um, you really to me it's a sin. Because God's giving you, and whatever gift it is, it don't have to be financial, it don't have to be, but just your time and just being of serving somebody. So just fulfilling what the promise of God said. He said, hey, go out. He told, he asked Peter three times, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. So we just have to somehow in whatever entity, this program that you have is feeding sheep, uh, the faith in the zone. I mean, it really, you are in a zone when you operate on faith. So this this show right here is you feeding sheep. I appreciate that. Coach, it, it um you know, when, when we started at, uh, and a whole different management team was here at this radio station, they said, um, we'll let you try it, but <laughs> we're a secular sports station. Yeah. It won't be on the air in six months. Yeah. Well, in October, it's year nine. Yeah. So, and, wow. and, and, you know, the toughest wow. part is, is having guys like you willing to get up on the mountaintop yeah. with us and, yeah. and say, look, this is who I am. Look, you said my testimony is not just that one yeah. time, but it, here, it affected me here and here and yeah. here. Um, what church do you go to, by the way? That's called Andrew Chapel with uh, one of my mentors, uh, F. 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 H. Bryson. Uh, he's also my co-host uh, on a podcast, and uh, and so I had a mentor before that, uh, uh, Pastor Claire Atwater, who kind of like got me into the realm of seeing a vision of being, you know, more of, a, of service. You know, I was doing some volunteer work at Gingerbread Land, so uh, even my mentors come along and talk about uh, being of service. And so, yeah, uh, it's something that we all have in us, and we need more of it. And and and, and what's going on in the world today? We need more more service entity type people, you know, so uh, to to serve. And if we get that mentality, uh, it'll be less chaos, less you know, school shootings. That we get that mentality of just being of service to someone. Amen to that. And Ugh. I look, I I think, and I think you'll agree that 
that that men in local churches mm. have to do some yeah. of the things. Yeah. Look, right, this rise program yeah. you're doing, and and uh, it, does it have a faith base to it? I don't know, but it certainly does for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's guys giving back and trying to mentor some kids in the neighborhood saying, look, you don't have to steal the car for $50. We're going to pay you, and then we're going to give you life lessons. And so when that decision comes for that kid to go with his buddies and steal a car where he's going to get 50 bucks, but if he gets caught, he can't be part of Rise anymore. Exactly. No, this is a better deal. I'm making more money and and networking and learning more lessons over here. Um, Men in local churches, I think, have to step up. You're right. You're right. You're right. So many, uh, you know, I love our women, but, you know, we have to lead. We we have to be out out in front, like you said. We have to be. You know, someone said that. You know, when when women go to church, they go to church. But when men go to church, the whole family goes. Amen. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, we do have to be in that forefront and, and out as a, as leaders. Uh, you know, we need our women, but we as men have to step up and 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 no more just letting things you know by the wayside. You know, oh God, I take care. No, someone said that you have to pray as if only God can do it, but you have to work as if only you can do it. So we need to get out and get some more work done. And so that, that's that's just the mindset now. Hey, Coach, when you said uh, last segment that you have to be more direct with your prayers, yes, indeed. So, you know what? Sometimes the answer is no. Yep. Right. Yep. He's good. Look, he your answer might be no, yep. but but surely you're gonna get an answer. I yep. I believe that. Yep. And yeah, you can pray hard, and and you know some <laughs> people early on in doing faith in the zone would say things like, "Well, I prayed, and 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 this car never showed up." Well, the answer was no. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. okay. You know, and then two years later, now this car showed yep. up, and you were drinking back then. You're not drinking now, yep. so maybe it didn't show up because the the, the mm. fear you may have gotten then you know right. an, an issue with that. Right. So I love that. Be more direct with your prayer, and 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 be consistent yep. with it. You know, it, look it. it I don't put on the full body of armor. You know, I try to every day. And sometimes I fail before I get out right, of bed, coach. Right, um, right. But boy, I'll tell you what, I, I keep at it. And uh, and I just thank the Lord for allowing me into his his family. Hey, last thing, Tony Dungy always talks about mm-hmm. platforms. And that's kind of yeah. what you said. What, what, what you know, the, the gifts that the Lord has given us, use those gifts. Yep. And, and Dungy on the show said, look, I don't care if you're an NFL football coach yep. or you work at the gas station. Yes. What's your gift? And that's your platform. Yep. Utilize your platform to, to, to bring people to the Lord, to plant those seeds. And I know you're doing it and we're, we do it as much as we can here on this show. And, and, uh, Again, I appreciate you coming in. He is Aaron Womack. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, you know the question coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Aaron Womack, you can go to anourearlyllc.com. I would look, a couple of things I would recommend. When you go to that website, listen, look at the, 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 the great guests they've had on that podcast. Pick one and listen to it. Pick one. I got caught. You know what? I was here at three thirty in the morning uh, two days ago, and I started listening to the Tim Van Voren one. And all of a sudden, like I was late for my workout that day, and it's because it was really, really good and entertaining, and a lot of lessons to be learned. An hour early, LLC.com. and then at the website, there's ways to get a hold of Aaron. He is, uh, like I said, he's a life coach, he's a motivator, and he has written these books, and I would recommend Faith Without Hustle is Dead. It's Get Your Hustle Back in 90 Days. And uh, this is volume one, so volume yes, two's coming. Well, yeah, the, I wrote a whole book, and then my publisher said, well, you, this book's too big, no one's going to read all this. You actually had three books in this one book. So it's broken up into uh, three volumes. So volume two will come out later than volume three. Man, that's yeah. smart. Yeah. Look at you getting all smart on that. He is Aaron Womack Jr. again in OurEarlyLLC.com. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, if if you weren't a fan of Aaron Womack before, you are now. And uh, I I just, uh, he's at a whole different level. For me, and and I just thank him so much for the amount of time that he's given us 
airing the fourth uh, fourth segment. And if you listen to Faith in the Zone, you know what's yep. coming. Yes, All the indeed. uniforms you ever put on, mm. from peewee baseball or football, basketball, uh-huh. whatever, to when you ended your career. Mm. Um, put them all in the closet. If you you could pull one out, <laughs> what uniform do you put on and why? I need to put a, a blend uniform on. Um, the shorts I need to put on is at Brown Deer High School my senior year. I finally made it to being a starter, uh, like the last two games of the season. And then going into the playoffs, we won like three or four games. And so we played shoreward the first round of the playoffs, and they won like 20-some games. We blew them out. Then uh, this next game, the first game, was, uh, that was sub-regional, the first game of regional, St. Francis, uh, we beat them. And then in the regional championship, we played Whitnall and beat them. So getting into the sectional, um, I was that was the only game I led the team in scoring and we lost. And I'm bending over, and I, this first time other than funeral that I cried openly because I was like, man, if I just put more work in earlier, if I just put more work in earlier, you know, we could have made it to state. So I would wear the shorts from Brown Deer High who, School. Who did you lose to, by the way? Mayville. You would have to ask that. Mayville. Sorry about that. Mine yeah. is but you know what? Hey, we, 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 we don't forget that, do we? <laughs> Man. We oh, don't forget never, that, do we? Worst loss yes. ever. I, I've never yeah. watched the tape. And if Derek right. Wimmer and Ray Nixon, those yeah. guys are listening, they're shaking their oh, head. Oh, my goodness. Yours was Mayville. It Mine was is the coach of Zeusburg. Yeah. Oh, bad. It was a close game, too. I think like like four or five, and it was a turnover down the stretch. And the people in my ear, so-and-so turned the ball. I ain't going to say his name. I remember <laughs> it was Larry <laughs> Crane. But anyway, no. Yeah, Lucky to death, Larry. But uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I put on myself. Over. I just, if I put in the work earlier, uh, we could have won. And then the, the, the jersey that I would wear is that after graduating from uh, Missouri State, uh, I got a chance to play with uh, athletes in action. Yeah. And we're overseas and we, we were in Poland. So our handler, so to speak, our guy was an atheist. And we're trying to share our testimony with him. And then I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Bible verses, this and that, and reading. Somebody said to me from the team, like, he's an atheist. Quoting Bible verse, what is that going to do for him? He's not going to believe you that because of that. And so they schedule us against the Polish national team, like the team that would go on to play the Olympics. And, of course, any team that plays over there, they think is like the American Olympic team, and we certainly weren't. But um, – uh, he said that we're going to get crushed by like 40 or 50. So I made a bet with him. I said, we beat the national team. You give us a half hour to share any kind of testimony that we want. So we played a game. We were losing. We were losing. Then we got hot. We went on a streak. And then I caught a cramp. I had 25 points and 20 rebounds that game. I caught a cramp. And I look at the clock. And the only thing I could see was that if we lose, we can't share this testimony. Yeah. And so forget cramps. We we. Got it out. I got it out. We ended up winning by three. Wow. And then we're celebrating, celebrating. And all I can know is that when we got the chance to, to, to witness, because he had to sit there for 30 minutes. And all we did was just simply just, hey, what do you want to talk about? Because we, we had the victory that, you know, it, it, so that gave me a why. So Brown Deer shorts, because it taught me you got to work hard, that you should put work in, and the jersey from athletes and action, because it gave me a why for playing. So when I felt cramps and didn't want to go on, I had a why. No, I got to endure because we're going to get a chance to have a half hour with this guy after this victory. You know that, and, and we didn't talk enough about this book, but that, that the, the, your reason why is a big part of yeah. this, right? Yep. That, 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 is is yeah. a motivating factor. You know, why do you do? Why do you get up in the morning? Yeah. Why do you work hard? Yep. You know, why don't you work hard? Yeah. Right? That yeah. kind of stuff. And and faith without hustle is dead. Coach, I thank you so much for this book. Well, and and you. I promise you that I'm going to read this within <laughs> the next couple of days because I need it personally. Yeah. This is this is the perfect timing. And I think the Lord put us together today yeah. because this is something that um th- that I need really, really um, bad right now. Hey, um, your 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 children. Can we can we can I get the names of your kids real quick in yeah, case the, they're listening? They don't no want, problem. They just don't want to say. Look, you're only talking about the basketball player. No, the oldest is Bria. We're very proud of her. Proud of all the kids who graduated from Marquette. Um, working at Johnson Control, and then uh, she moved to Houston because she was able to work virtually. And then uh, she said, there's got to be something more for me. And she she operated on faith and then resigned before she had the next job. But now she has a job working for a prestigious law firm in, in, the, in the computer department doing something, but something that computerized, <laughs> you know. So uh, the next uh, kid is Tamia. She just graduated uh, magnum cum laude from Howard uh, University wow. out, out in D.C. She's got a job with L'Oreal. Uh, they gave her a signing bonus like she's a pro athlete, you know. Uh, I was like, wow, you know, a $15,000 signing bonus. My first year teaching, 
I made sixteen thousand dollars. That's her signing <laughs> bonus. And, things have changed. Uh, things have changed. And then uh, there's uh, there's Aaliyah, who's a sophomore, a track runner at Menominee Falls High School, and my son, who's a freshman playing basketball at Dominican High School, is Aaron the third, and then my the youngest, who's also the oldest in the in the household, uh, uh, Naya, who just turned twelve. She's a sixth grader in Menominee she, Falls. She's running the house. <laughs> she's running the house. Yeah, she is. That's just brilliant, yeah. Coach. I can't thank you enough, and no, and, thank and good you. luck with this book again. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can get the book, and the, the, the best way to do it, because you're going to learn a lot more, and the website's really good. It's anhourearlyllc.com, anhourearlyllc.com. Listen to the podcast. Tell your pastor, man, he's really good on that, by the way. He's <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah, he, look, is some, he has some gems, don't he? Oh, oh my goodness, he does. I look forward to meeting does. him one day, because yeah. I'm going to tell him, yeah. man, he's uh if he ever wants to take my job, he can take it <laughs> He is real quick. good. F.H. Bryson, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah he is good. Um, and OurEarlyLLC.com. Aaron, thank you so much, man. Thank it's good you. good to see you. And I'm sure come November, I'll see you in the gym somewhere. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Keep putting this work. I appreciate you for this show right here, sir. Thank you very much, Coach. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell all about somebody who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.